Well, it's all right, Ross. It's just the whole thing just catapulted me back to high school. You know, people know me as an adult, but back then I was rather an unathletic, bookish sort. Jocks were the bane of my existence. They always called me a, a weenie, and they would steal all the girls that I wanted. Oh, Fraser, you must have had some girlfriends. Friends, yeah. Yeah, anytime they wanted a sensitive shoulder to cry out of it, some blonde-headed pillar of testosterone would come by, and it was, bye-bye, Fraser, maybe we can study later. And I'd head home to Niles, and we'd put on the Brandenburg concertos and play air violin. And that's Frasier, uh, obviously. And think about that in your own childhood or your own dating years. When you were dating and you were rejected and you don't want to face the truth, in Frasier's case, the truth was that the athletes had more to offer these women, whether it's in looks or maybe not intelligence, but possibly, but that the women choose for themselves. It's not that the athletes can steal the women away. Uh, and obviously, if you're sitting there listening to the Brandenburg Concerto, you need a very special, educated woman, a woman who values her life to value you. And that's typically not the case. But we tell ourselves a lot of things just to make ourselves feel better. And it may not be true that the athletes stole all the women. And it may be the case that the women... Obviously, it is the case that the women chose independently. I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner. My show is The Rational Basis of Happiness. And right now, we're turning to the phones, and we're going to talk to April, whose your son was affected by a fairy tale? Yeah. Yeah, tell me about that. Um, We were watching Alice in Wonderland. Yeah. And it wasn't even halfway through the movie, and my son had a complete hysterical breakdown, hyperventilating, crying because he didn't see how she was going to make her way home to the cat. Okay, and uh, and how how old is he? He's four. He's four years old, so this was like a horror movie for him. Yeah, and uh, it shocked me. Why is that? I don't understand. I, I couldn't understand how he could get so upset over it uh, and, so quickly. And how did you handle it? Uh, well, I stopped the movie, and I told him, because there have been, like, he did the same thing in Labyrinth. He didn't see how she's going to get home, but he knows that at every movie, they always make it home safely, and everything's okay. And he said, yes, he understood this, but it still, it didn't sit well with him. Okay, any personal experiences in his life that echo that movie, like he was lost in a supermarket and couldn't find you, or lost in um, an amusement park and couldn't find you, or you went away for a while and he didn't think you might find your way back home, or he was lost himself and didn't think he could find his way back home? Well, I know he and his older sister, she's eight, um, I have a patch of woods out back, Mm -hmm. and they had gone a little bit further than the view of the house, but I found them, I brought them back home, but he didn't seem distraught or upset at any point during that. He was just happy and thought it was just perfectly fine. As a matter of fact, he has a terrible problem with hiding and not answering me when I'm looking for him. Oh, that's cute. Okay. Um, my son used to have a cute problem of um, 
of hiding when we when he would go to sleep at night. The babysitters wouldn't know where he'd be sleeping. He'd find a little nook and cranny under a desk or he'd find it behind the couch. And even to this day, I went to say goodbye to him. He's in his 20s now. I went to say goodbye to him the other day and looked, his car was still here, but he's nowhere to be found. He was hiding behind my daughter. <laughs> so <laughs> it's wonderful when kids just that don't sounds go like um, I hope he keeps his playfulness all the way through. Um, Any time when you were on vacation, and he might have been worried that you wouldn't return? I've actually, I haven't been on vacation since I've had him. Oh, I recommend that. Four years without a vacation? I mean, this is a sidebar in our conversation, but definitely. The closest vacation we've had is uh, less than an hour's drive up the road to go swim in the creek. Okay. If, if you were my client, I would say the best gift you can give your kids is to know that they can survive without you. Now, that doesn't mean you go away for three weeks. My parents used to go away for three weeks, and I was worried that they wouldn't come back. <laughs> three weeks is a long time for a kid. But it does mean that you need to you need the vacations just to connect as a romantic as romantic partners again. And the first day I, I went away on vacation with my husband, I would talk about, guess what? the kids. <laughs> so it wasn't much of a vacation, so you need at least two days. So that's a sidebar to consider getting sitters. It's a, it's a vacation for the kids, too. They, If you get a good sitter, they learn that they can survive without you and that you will return. And if that's repetitive, they just come to expect that you'll return. Now, let me go back to Alice in Wonderland, because I hate Alice in Wonderland. Ellen, I personally hate it. Let me tell you why. It was written by someone who had temporal lobe epilepsy. Really? And they saw the world, if you get the annotated, annotated version, they saw the world, sometimes I think it's called microspia, where you see things as teeny, 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 and then really, really big. So yeah. their their senses are not working properly. So when you go into the the world of, I forget the author's name, but the world of Alice in Wonderland, you are experiencing life as if you had temporal lobe epilepsy, throw in some scary people, some scary images, some uh, scary situations, and guess what? For a four-year-old, it's hmm. it's a horror story. And, and I'd never considered that. I remember watching it as a child. And, and you liked it. It was yeah. charming. If you focus on, see, a child, literature, stories give you a view of the world. It's like looking at a sloppy painting. Are there paintings that you hate? Maybe it's black and bloody colors, or maybe it's ugly smeared faces that are all chopped up Picasso style. I mean, there are paintings that I hate. I respond to very strongly, and there are paintings I love. It's like, that's my world. I want to enter that painting and live there. You, you know, there are people that are in the painting that look heroic. Um, mm-hmm. It's the same with literature, and it's the same with literature in the form of movies. Okay. They tell a story. They give you a view of the world. What type of a world does he experience midway through when he started to cry? What type of a world is Alice in Wonderland giving him? A world where great things can happen? Well, it would be a little bit scary. Everything. Yeah, I could understand his point of view. Yeah, you're looking at it through the uh, person who has distorted awareness, <laughs> uh, temporal lobe epilepsy. So it, the, the, it's that scary. The view of himself may be powerlessness. Yeah, or, he's the smallest one in the house. Okay, so he may feel some powerlessness. He may feel that that these people may not succeed. 
you know, who knows that that even if they do succeed, what a hell of a world to live in. Mm-hmm. You know, it's scary. So I like giving my kids heroic stories, but I also... I also told him that it was just a dream that at the end she wakes up and she's in the field and it was all a dream. But it's good to know that in advance. So you're a good mom to tell him that because if kids don't know that, it's scary as all get out. I mean, dreams are scary. Some, you know, nightmares oh, are scary. Yeah. So I would have, I would have total empathy with him. I would say, honey, you know, I can understand why that, that movie was scary. Let's try to find a better movie. I mean, even Beauty and the Beast is a good movie. You know, there are villains in it, but you just get the sense that she's going to win. The beauty's going to win. Yeah. Bella's going to win. So I was very selective in the type of books that I let my children read. They're avid readers. Uh, especially my daughter. It rather shocked me because he'll sit and he'll watch like Pirates of the Caribbean and not have a problem with it. Well, but 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 this comes as a shock. There's something much more disorienting with this. Listen, I wish we could talk about it more, but I would give him a good dose of some uplifting literature to help help repair his view of the world and himself and to listen to him because I think that he's giving you information. I, I worked with people who had watched Bambi, kids who had watched Bambi and were traumatized by the death scene, the mother dying. I'm Dr. Alan Kenner on The Rational Basis of Happiness.